Hello. I'm Alex. I'm Val. And we're here to talk about Sopranos. Season 3, episode 3. Fortunate son. That's what we're going to talk about. Yep. So, I haven't said this one in a while. Mm-hmm. What we do on this podcast is we watch... Sopranos. Sopranos. <laughs> each episode. And then immediately... And we write notes while we do it. Which maybe you don't need to know. But immediately after we watch it, we go and we just talk about it. So these are usually, although we've seen the show multiple times, these are usually kind of preliminary thoughts in some ways. Some things we've worked out a little bit over the years of watching it. Yeah. But other things we're still kind of working on or figuring out. Yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of our ideas have kind of come together over the many, many times Mm. we've seen the show and over the years of thinking about it. But I still feel like I'm getting new things on this watch, so that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, some of them are, like, ideas we've had for a bit, and some of them are new. Yeah, I think this show is is always giving, and interpretations of it are always changing based on when you watch it. I mean, I think it always brings different things out of you depending on where you're at. Yeah, and we've talked about that before, I guess, too. Yeah, Mm. anyways, that's just what we do here, just in case... Just in case you're just, in case just you thought jumping this was, in at season yeah. three, episode three. Uh, just <laughs> in case know. you thought that, you know, a podcast should have fully formed thoughts and scripts. Mm-hmm. Well, this one doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here to talk about it. Yeah. And where do you want to start? I don't know. Um, maybe you want to start by talking about Christopher. Okay. Interesting. Because... I feel like this is a really Christopher episode. Oh, interesting. I actually yeah. probably wouldn't have said that going okay. into this, but I'm interested well, in that perspective. whose episode is it for you? Hmm. Because we'll probably talk about that person. I think too. indirectly it's... I think it's a kind of an ensemble episode. Yeah. It's dealing with a lot of characters, but invisibly, kind of, I feel like it's Tony's episode. Okay. I feel like psychologically it's examining Tony quite a bit. Okay. Uh, it's not blatant. It's not necessarily in terms of like Tony's actions, but there's reflections. No, no I know in what you mean. But I mean, I think at the same time, I think that you know Christopher has key moments. Even Polly has key moments in terms of his interactions with Christopher, mm-hmm. which gets expanded throughout this season mm-hmm. and this series. But it's important Meadow, in this AJ. episode. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I know. Yes, it's well, not. Let's talk about Christopher. But I want I like to talk it. about Christopher because there yeah. there were a few things with him that I think are like worthy of unpacking. Okay. Um, I think something I want to pay attention to as we continue to watch Christopher's arc that I don't think I've really paid attention to before mm-hmm. was how seriously he takes himself about being a made man. Yeah. So like. In this episode, like we see how genuinely excited Adriana is right. for him and how excited he is, right? And then the second he become well, that he's going to become a made man, he puts on this suit. And we don't see Christopher wear like classy stuff. You know, we see him like he has those like tracksuits. Yeah. You know, we we don't see him wear a suit. And there's these amazing shots of him. There's a couple, like mm. they're kind of like these down low shots, they make him look really big and really powerful. Yeah. Which again, we don't really see Christopher as that. Well, interesting. I think you mentioned that at the in the first scene where it's in the parking lot where he meets Polly. Yeah. And interestingly, they also have some really interesting shots at the end of the episode. Yes. Uh, some like really like virtuosic camera work actually where they're, yeah. they're kind of, like, moving all Sorry, over the place. Sorry, who was the director of this episode? Henry Bronx. 
Bronstein. Okay. Bron- Sorry, Henry, if I pronounced your last name wrong, but Bronstein. Um, have we seen <laughs> him before? Written by Todd Kessler. Yeah. Yeah, he has directed okay. episodes before. He's no, because I was yeah. pretty blown away by some of the camera stuff. There's some cool things. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this, the, like, this one shot, well, actually, there's kind of two shots of Christopher. They're, they're kind of similarly shot, and maybe yeah. that's why they stand out for me. But they really make, like, I don't ever, you don't really see him, at least I don't see him, as this, like, super powerful character. He's kind of this, like, side guy, right? Like, he, like, kind of does the dirty work. Yeah. And yet they really, like, they start to show him in these certain ways in this episode that actually, like, make him, like seem more powerful he's scary i mean we know he's scary we've seen him do scary things but we still kind of like him we think he's kind of gentle i don't know like there's this impression of him um so but then so by the end of the episode so he goes to the episode wearing these suits he doesn't want to be seen in the pizza parlor right he's like uh, yeah oofa (laughs) pizza parlor he's like i'm gonna you know i don't want to sound whatever but I shouldn't be seen in places like this anymore, yeah. right? He's like really. Well, and then ultimately he goes back there, and that's well, where he gets his plan from Jackie. He's really cocky, but yeah. we see after he loses, like he doesn't do well at the sports betting mm-hmm. stuff. He's gone back to wearing not suits. He's mm-hmm. like suddenly wearing his usual clothes, like a leather jacket and stuff like that too. So it kind of shows him trying to fit into this new world. I don't know that mm-hmm. he's not really like. You know, again, maybe similarly to AJ, like he doesn't feel like he's good enough or part of this group necessarily. Yeah. He's kind of an outsider. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I just kind of, and then the thing with the bird. So I actually mm-hmm. like, well, I think one of the reasons that I really do like Christopher is that we see, I don't know, there's something like we get some of his dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Which we don't get a lot of characters' yeah. dreams, but we do get his, right? Mm-hmm. Or we hear about his, he's kind of like, I don't know, he's um, a little like spiritual or something. Like he actually believes in some of these kind of out there things, right? Like he really believed his Mm -hmm. dream that he was going to hell, right? Or, um, you know, like these things really impact him. And the thing with the black bird Mm -hmm. on the windowsill, like that's a pretty, like, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Ominous? Or, no, well, but like someone who believes in that kind of stuff. Superstitious? I guess so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like superstitious or like yeah. just like, yeah, believe in some of these more like spiritual yeah. things. Yeah. Oh, I'll think of it later. I probably. like how the symbology kind of gets crossed too in this episode yeah. where like Ad- Adriana is saying like, you know, like, oh, well, like the bird, like the bird is death, not bad luck. And Christopher's right. talking about it, how it's bad luck. It's just funny how they play on symbology yeah. in this show because clearly it's a part of it but i think they also kind of like break it down for people like us that are kind of getting into every detail Mm -hmm. because they also like even in the last episode with meadow saying to aj you know white white is is death but so is black so they kind of yeah they kind of go all over the place with these things yeah but i think he's just like he he's such a i mean i've said this before that i think he's my favorite character um i just see him as just a really compelling character i don't know like the fact that he does like he sees this bird and he really believes that that's like part of why things aren't going well Mm -hmm. you know like he's like it's that fucking bird right like he he's upset and adrian has to like talk him down be like it's not the bird like right you're just having some bad luck right like ha i just i don't know that he's 
he's crazy. Like, I just, I love it. I think that there was some parts of this episode, too, that focused on Christopher's lack of a father, too. Totally. And his lack of direction, maybe, as a result of that. Mm-hmm. There were some edits that I thought were mm-hmm. really interesting. And even, like, in the beginning, Polly saying, like, if you have any problems, you go to this man here pointing to right. Tony. He's like yeah, your father. Yeah, we want father. to talk about the Polly stuff. So, yeah, mean, we'll talk about that little Well, no, no, too. but this yeah. is about Christopher. Yeah. Because there's also some cuts directly to AJ, too, like when yep. he's playing football, which I think is relevant. But there's an absence of a father figure for Christopher. And also there's a focus on Jackie and his lack of a father. Yeah. And I think that there's like the kind of this like aimless action from the characters who don't have a dad. Mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. there's different problems for characters who have fathers that are in the mafia, even if they're trying to be caring for them. They have other issues. Mm-hmm. Like even we've seen Tony and his issues coming from a mob family and his relationship with his dad, Johnny yeah. Soprano. But I think there's definitely, in this episode, a major theme is looking at the relationship between sons and fathers, which is interesting because there's been so much fo- focus between Tony and his mother so that's kind of opening things up to a different angle mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. And I think, you know, we don't we don't know much about Christopher's father, right? That's we find like, out a lot more later. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's something we we have kind of a hole in our knowledge about, right? But we definitely see I, I noticed that cut too when they were like, This man is like your father. Um the talk. I want to just talk about that scene where Chris is getting his button. Is that what he yeah. gets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets the made man. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the button thing, but um, there were two things. Kind of that speech. I think is really an important one that Tony gives. Right. Like, it really shows you very clearly, at least like what Tony says he believes in in terms of family. Like, yeah. who comes first? Right? right. So we talk about that a lot. Like, you know which is the family that he's really part of, like that he has these two families. He says outright, like this family comes first. It's more important than your wife, your son, your daughter, your whatever, right? So that makes that really clear for us there. But I do, that cut to Christopher when it's like, this man is like your father. And Christopher kind of does this like, almost like a small nod, right? He's kind of like, yeah, okay. I can, you know, and then he tries to learn from Polly, you know, like he actually like wants to have someone who's mentoring him, supporting him kind of thing. Um, So I thought that was interesting, that speech. But then the other thing that I noticed, I, I, it like struck me while watching the episode. So I thought it was kind of important when Christopher is coming down the stairs into the Mm-hmm. party the, mm-hmm. the button party, button party. <laughs> whatever that what is a sweet party it is sweet um the scene so they come down the stairs and like um sill and tony and christopher come down i think that we see them in that order and it's like an exact parallel of Funny the scene else, right? where they go down the stairs onto the boat um, when they're about to kill pussy. Yeah. And we know that Chris kind of has these fears about, like, he's a little bit paranoid about going to this thing, right? Yeah. They have him sit in the front seat. Yeah. They don't, they don't tell him where he's going, right? Yeah. So he's a little scared, too. And, and as was pussy yeah. when they were bringing him yeah. there, too. He knew that, like, things weren't Well, also, great, there's a Goodfellas. Right? Like, within Goodfellas, Joe Pesci's character is killed when they say that he's going to be made, too. Right. So I thought it was funny, too, how they reference the movies. Like... When it's funny because Chris says to Adriana, like, you've been watching too many movies. And then Tony says to Chris, you've been watching too many movies. Which is amusing because not only of 
Chris's background with screenwriting and his draw to the movies, but also the kind of like outside gangster references of this show to Goodfellas and the fact that that actually happens in mm -hmm. probably like one of the biggest, I don't even, I don't want to say influences, but one of the the movies and pieces of film that like sets up Sopranos maybe right. more than anything else. Right. So we have in that scene where we have them coming down the stairs then at the party, um, you know, we know how Chris feels. Um, we see them come down the stairs in this exact order of person, which I think is like basically the same. Maybe Pussy is in place of Christopher in that scene mm. um, in Funhouse. But we see them come down the stairs and we actually hear this creaking sound. Like it feels like it, you know, it would be the creaking sound of the stair, but it's like exactly those sounds that we talked about in Funhouse that are these like creepy dock creaking sounds which are the ones we said, like, we also hear in Godfather 2 and stuff like that. So I think that was purposeful. It really, like, at first I was like, are they on the boat? Like, right. it was that similar. It stood out as that similar to me. Like, yeah. just exactly, like, the curvature of the stairs even. Like, it was, yeah. like, it was really like that. So I just thought that was interesting in terms of, um, you know, Christopher's trajectory. Because we, you know, there's always somebody who's going to be... Um, you know, feeling like the underdog or I don't know, you know, like, so we, we can kind of contrast um, Pussy with Christopher, or like any kind, yeah. you know, any of the made guys, right? Like what, what it's been like for them to come up from being Christopher, right. right? And what kind of mentorship they had or what kind of like, quote unquote, father figures they might have had. Right. Um, so anyways, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I guess he's maybe there's even like room for these new made guys because it's a replacement i mean you know we well, have somebody well who's, it yeah. is right like that's yeah. the thing and so i think that scene was on purpose for lots of reasons but. right so i mean there's a relationship between those two mm -hmm. they're tied between that now yeah but i mean i think yeah in the episode there is so much focus on on fathers and it's um you know for instance like at the very end actually it was interesting when um Tony was talking to Polly. Polly came and said that Christopher got the information from Jackie mm -hmm. uh, about the game and that it was in the papers. Uh, Tony was saying, when's he going to grow up about Christopher? And right. then there was a really quick edit to AJ. Right. And That's there was a few fault. other things like that, actually, about, like, important statements and then um, shifting to AJ playing football, which is particularly relevant because football is so important to Tony. And we talked about this in, you know, in previous episodes and even in this season it's been coming up more we talked about the like letterman not jacket but the insignia that he found in prochai lavushka and even going back to the very pilot tony talking about the blow to his self-esteem from junior and that's something that just keeps on getting expanded how important football is for tony in terms of his psychology so it's really interesting to see aj in this episode like thriving in this football environment environment mm -hmm. and that's in, actually in like almost a way that doesn't really make that much sense maybe <laughs> <laughs> like can he is like is he really worthy of being made captain you know for that one move i have to say i every time i've seen this show i've always kind of aj's kind of like a bit of a take it or leave it character for me i know you've said that before but this viewing i'm not finding it Good. like that and I'm i glad. actually find there's some really interesting subtle things about him that are really interesting as a character. And I think this episode is actually kind of a key episode, just in terms of the pressures that he has 
the father figure that he has, the mm-hmm. direction that he would be, you know, kind of directed towards, and also who he is as a person. Because I think there's a lot of undertones that they're developing now about him actually being kind of like a very philosophically inclined person. Totally. And I feel like he's just kind of like left out to sea in this family. Like there's nobody who can really understand those questions mm-hmm. or can nurture him. So he's being nurtured in football, which is something that he's actually not really that interested in. Yeah. And I feel like there's just like this doomed certainty in this show of everybody repeating the mistakes of yeah. the previous generation. But and it, I, it's a point that he and Tony can connect on though. Yeah. And so like, and you can see like when they go to Stewart's, for example, or like Tony's like, let's go to Stewart's, you know? He wants to play video games. So yeah. When are you going to toss that thing out the window? But then he's like, and let's go to Stewart's. Then we actually don't see them there, right? No. But like, it's clear that they're kind of bonding over this. But, yeah. you know, like I don't think AJ would have chosen it otherwise if they didn't if there wasn't kind of like because he i think you're right i think he really can't connect on any of these like even with meadow like meadow kind of sees things as like he was asking for her interpretation of the poem and she gave him kind of like a textbook answer in some ways too Mm -hmm. like um i don't know we also see him like staring out. Like we see him like looking yeah, a lot, right? So we have him like and staring actually out looking the out like through through the window, like at greenery. Which in season one yeah. we talked so much about. They're establishing that as kind of like the eternal, the afterlife. Yeah. It's one of these images that the show keeps on coming back to. No, exactly. Even those dinner scenes, the way that it's framed is like the with window the with all, all the greenery him. behind is, yeah. is really exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. No. And the, uh, yeah. And like staring out on the college campus, like we really see him like in thought right and we don't know what his thoughts are necessarily but we see him like considering the things around him yeah um i also saw him as like considering his options in life right so uh, one of the times where he's staring it's when uh like ralphie's there like he's like looking out at the mob guys outside i forget what they were doing at the time the other time he's staring is at the college campus right then Mm -hmm. he comes to like that's not for me Right. Right. But that, but he doesn't like necessarily like outright say that about the mob life. Right. Like right. I think like he sees Christopher getting made. Right. Like he sees like that is kind of a not. He sees Jackie Jr. Yeah. Right. So like that is a possible option for AJ. It's not. Maybe. Except Tony actively wants to for that keep to him. Not happen. Totally. But we see that that's not always going to, you know, like and it, we see that almost with the stuff with Meadow. Right. Like he doesn't once kids grow up, he yeah. doesn't have control over them. Yeah. You know, and even with like a Jackie Jr. Right. Like he doesn't he right. can't control them just because he's their dad slash their dad's friends. Yeah. Slash the godfather. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, I don't think that's the path that AJ will go. To. I don't see that for him. But he's like looking at his options in this episode. Definitely. And I think being quite pensive about what that would mean for him. Yeah. You know, and how he would fit in. Yeah. Too. Like, I don't see him like thinking that he would fit in in the mob life either. Right. You know. Um, so maybe he's just kind of lost. I mean, like maybe he sees himself as not fitting in in either. Right. Um. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There was a couple lines like Artie talking about their sons, they're closer to us than we were to ours. Mm, mm. I feel like there's this theme in this episode of the difference differences in relationships between generations and how yeah. it's changed at that time, like the early 2000s. Like at that time, there's a big difference between the culture of when Tony grew up 
and the family relationships that they had but tony really does stress about how you know he says like in quotes like i don't want it for my son either Mm -hmm. when jackie comes in to that scene with Mm -hmm. Mm her and then there's like a cut from that to the football yeah and so i think tony does it's interesting (laughs) tony i think does want to support aj in a way that he wasn't supported his family did not fully support his football habit unfortunately yeah well (laughs) unfortunately that's not what is correct for aj but tony is ill-equipped to actually help him find his anything else yeah and even like it's about tony right so like when he's there and there's that slow-mo scene like we see how happy tony is when he finds out and aj sees that yeah but then yeah after and that's important but then after like tony says like that's my son to the two guys in suits yeah they're all wearing suits well, in particular, those two guys yeah. who actually, you know, Tony was, like, yelling, like, it's the rules. Yeah. But there's something that identifies them as, like, outside of the, the mob world. And, like, Tony is, like, impressing or something or, like, trying to assert success, mm-hmm. prove himself. Yeah. You know, maybe to these people that he feels like he's been unable to fit in with. Like, those kind of, like, yeah. regular folk. Well, the funny thing about those folk, and we'll come back to AJ in a second, but... It's them who are, like, making a big scene and yelling at the ref. Not those two guys in particular, but, like, all the other dads who are there wearing suits because they all are except for Tony and the garden shop guy. Right. What's his name? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. the guys. And the garden shop guy. But if you didn't catch it, if you go back to season one, the fight that AJ gets into, it's his his dad. (laughs) Um, But it kind of, like, actually shows Tony being more of, like, a natural football dad kind of thing like he's there he knows the rules he knows the whatever right like he right he speaks that kind of language i don't know um but this yeah but then aj yeah like so i like that like you really do see aj like taking that in and he doesn't get a ton of approval aj you know so that would be important for him um i guess the question that like i'm left with after this episode is and we talk about kind of this transmission from father to son a lot in this episode, obviously. But we know that Johnny Soprano had fainting spells, mm-hmm. right? We don't really know, like, when – what's the story? Like, when he fainted? Do we know anything about that? Like, what the situation was when he fainted? Oh, so Hesh tells <coughs> – Yeah. Hesh tells him – but I don't know I don't know if we really know that many I don't details. think we know. Yeah. I just know – we know that he did faint. Yeah. Right? So we, we can't figure that one out. We're starting to understand – what makes Tony have these panic attacks, right? We'll talk maybe more about that. Maybe, yeah. We're starting to, like... Some triggers, There's, you know, maybe have one theory of an idea about why that's happening. Um, But we're starting... That's, like, the show is starting to explore that, right? Yes. Um, But at the end of the episode, of course, we have AJ passing out after he's been made defensive team captain. So what's AJ's thing, right? Like, what is AJ's kind of, like, trigger or... Hmm, this this thing that he'll have to deal with, overcome or whatever right. it might be, because um, I couldn't quite figure it out. Like, was it about that? Like, he the coach said like he's a leader and he'll well, go far or like something you know something along those lines. Was it about the football? Like, was it about football that like this is where he's going to end up and like that's panicking I mean, him? Yeah. Um, it's hard. I mean, that's yeah. It's, it's a hard one, but I mean perhaps some possible interpretations um 
I mean, all those things refer to his father. So, I mean, like, being a Mm -hmm. leader and also, Mm -hmm. like, being successful and being promoted in the football environment. Right. Perhaps that's not. It's like getting made. (laughs) Maybe. But maybe that's not, you know, maybe that's not what he wants or what he's interested in. In fact, if we can judge only from the contemplative side of him that we see in this episode, football likely is not where his passion is. And so maybe... Maybe there's an affiliate because there's so much focus on football in this episode. There's so much football on the TVs. There's talk mm-hmm. about football. Well, there's all the betting. There's all the, the, betting, about there's football. All the betting. There's yeah. a link to football in the flashback. Even Junior the, has even on the Junior. radio. Johnny has the paper on his like it's like a sports section. Yeah. When he's sleeping. Yeah. No, there really is a lot, and so I think there is an aspect of that is something that is relevant to Tony as a character, and maybe it's transferring down to AJ. We have yet to see more about Tony's past in football. Tony's past in football. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, there's more coming. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Even, like, it was interesting, like, in the session with Melfi, at the end where, you know, she was so excited because she's Mm -hmm. able to kind of come up with a theory, and she says, I'd really like it if you could write down any thoughts or associations. And then there's an edit to football on TV. So, like, they're talking about the meat, which oh, interesting. is something that I'd like to talk about. Oh, I see. That's so smart. I was looking. I wrote that down. I was, like, look to see if, like, Tony has any weird, like, associations or thoughts, like, if we see him jump from thing to thing. Right. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. No, Good totally. One. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think meats <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and football in this episode are yeah. really huge. And that's fascinating because those both show up in the flashback. In fact, the flashback is set up where they're in the car and they're actually talking about football. And there's so much talk about it's our busiest season in this episode. Yeah, they say and it you so get, many times. They set it up in a way where you feel in the flashback that it's the same time of year. Yeah. The dad is in the same environment. Yeah. They're dealing with football. And those things just kind of keep on coming back. So Tony obviously did not escape this cycle. It's a repetition yeah. of what was happening with his own father. And so it's 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 amazing actually that edit from the Melfi wow. scene associations and I was all caught yeah. up in writing my notes down. That's really good. All no. your meat, all your meat thoughts. <laughs> well, no, I was writing down look for thoughts and associations. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one. Um, no, I think that's I think that's really good. I mean, like it's not by chance, right? That like we see a father and a son. Well, we talk about Tony passing out over the meats. Well, I guess yeah, we we see him passing out over the meets in uh, in the past but then we see AJ passing out at this football right so there is again this like continuation we see lots of you know Tony and AJ eating together right yeah. so we know that there's that food element for mm-hmm. both of them so interesting I like it yeah well maybe it's time to talk about meats let's talk about meats <laughs> meats or meat meats okay um well, I thought it was funny, actually, like right away, almost at the beginning of the episode when Tony's talking to Carmine and Johnny Sack. Is yeah. There, there's actually like a pretty significant focus on like the spread, the plates of meat. So it was kind of just like setting up the whole episode because, you know, there's so I mean, in Mel- with Melfi, Melfi talks about focus on this connection between anxiety attacks and meat which is so specific. And then shortly after, Tony with Ralph and Chris, they're grilling sausages yeah. again, which is something that Melfi actually directly confronts. She says, you know, like, wasn't that your first panic attack? Mm-hmm. Tony's just like, how do you remember these things? And going back to the pilot, you know, like we have a panic attack at the barbecue mm-hmm. with all these things. And, 
you know, going when he goes to the house and Svetlana's there. He asks, does Janice leave any food in there? Svetlana says, no, but I have orange juice, which is obviously funny given what yeah. we've talked about with the representation of they, orange they juice to death. But immediately he goes in. And this is, I think, as heavy-handed as the show gets. And maybe it's even intentional to kind of yeah. hit us over the head so hard that we have to kind of question that we're getting true answers from yeah. anything like this. Because I think there is an aspect of ambiguity that always overrules like, yeah. answers to the puzzle in this show. Because anytime you're watching and you feel like you've kind of like solved it, I think that's kind of missing the point mm -hmm. because everything is presented in an ambiguous way and it's always supposed to be ambiguous. So when you go in there and you see him pull out and there's two things and it says capicola, sausage, and then it goes to the flashback and yeah. we have a thing about, you know, Johnny Boy Soprano and the mead and bringing it home and Melfi tells us. For me, it's fascinating and probably true in some regard. And we have gone deeper into Tony's character, but there's also kind of war <laughs> there's warning bells or something for me yeah. when like Melfi is like telling us what to think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I think, I think it's like, it's like yeah. the most surfacey yeah. parts of the show. Yeah. And I think that this show has so much to decode, but like when they actually come out and tell us it um I feel like there's there's a lot more going on under no, the No, I think so too. here I think that's kind of the point of this yeah. episode is like that you can't, these are things that you can't necessarily explain away. Like we have this conversation with Carmine where he's talking about his son with seizures, right? Like that's one possible, like one possibility. Yeah. We have Melfi just like having this long, we have this long conversation about her three-pronged approach, mm -hmm. right? And so it shows you already that there's this like other perspective that like someone who does CBT with Tony, right, would get this totally other perspective or theory on him. Yeah. Right. That they're only doing two of the like that's only one of these possible three prongs right. that are actually like making a difference right. for him. Right. So I thought that was kind of linked into that. But yeah, I think that's what this episode explores is like how much we kind of crave an answer like mm -hmm. that, but then also how unclear those type of answers right. are or right. that there's these holes in them. Like, why can Tony sometimes grill meat without right. passing out like we see him do in that scene with Ralphie yeah. and those guys? Anyways. Yeah. yeah. It is a bit of a goldmine, though. They do really give us a lot in that flashback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wrote down, like, meat, because we've talked about, like, meat and food um, and violence. And mm -hmm. I think Soprano's Autopsy talks about that as well he, yeah. ta he talks about that kind of connection too but i think the other connection here is to sex and i can't quite yeah. figure out that one in light of some of the other characteristics in this show but definitely that was something that was part of that i think at least like reading into the character like and reading into the filming um that that kind of like sexuality mm -hmm. between his parents was part of it too yeah um now i can't really put my finger on why that's like you know why that's salient for him or why that's really impacting him but that's i think that's also connected to the violence to the meat i think so and i think actually for me part of it is and why svetlana's the... in this episode mm. well okay Anyways, so let me yeah. i mean with with sex and 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 violence yeah. and, and the foods that are related i think Again, like they really come out and actually make some statements that actually give us more clear clues than we get at almost any other part mm -hmm. of the show. But, you know, saying violence and blood so closely connected to the food you eat from Melfi, mm. which is, again, you know, like we've, you know, mm -hmm. you can find that in analysis of the show. But this is actually an instance where the show is just 
basically coming out and saying that. Mm -hmm. They are linking that and talking about the psychological implications. Mm -hmm. And for me, Melfi also says, like, where the meat came from. Your mother's delight from it. Mm. One day you would have to bring home the bacon, right? Mm. And for me, I think the aspect that connects all these things is the meat is coming home. So it's entering the domicile. And it's like Tony is seeing the connection between violence and food so directly at Satrial's where he actually like cuts off Satrial's finger. Yeah. That food, the meat is coming home. They're eating it. You know, you have the kind of like sexual scene where Johnny like has the like blood on his finger that Livia licks or, you know, like juices or juices from the roast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But for me, even like singing All of Me, which is a song about, you know, like taking all the limbs. Yeah, that was creepy. (laughs) I mean, that's not the original intention, but there is something literal about that. Yeah. Um, But for me, yeah, I think it comes down to those, that casual violence, that behavior has been taken into the home. Tony is innocent at that point Mm. he's a child Mm -hmm. but that's entered into his home life and his upbringing and so it's hard to escape from that right and i think that his parents relationship it's all intertwined with violence and you can't separate yourself from it yeah i think tony's like forever changed by that moment definitely i think that was the first time like you know we have livia not livia (laughs) we have janice coming to terms with her dad a little bit earlier right in like the other flashback that we got you know where she's going with him to the circus but it's actually whatever kind of mob activity is going on yeah right um but i think like that's the first time we see tony coming to terms with this and we know that it's important to him that aj's not involved and we know like he says that a bajillion times right um we know he like sees himself as this certain like kind of football father kind of thing. Like he has this image of himself mm-hmm. and his son plays football and that's my son. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's yeah. like, there's something that that moment is clearly important. Now, Definitely. does it, does it explain all of his panic attacks now that I'm not, again, no, but that perhaps I'm not it's sure on. a trigger amongst yeah. others. Yeah, know. totally. Yeah. I just um, wanted to say one more thing, of yeah. one more meat reference. Please. Adriana was making cheese dogs for Christopher before oh. he had to go to his button party. Oh, cheese dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of meat than yeah. the nice meat delivery that Livia gets. Right, but yeah. Yeah, I mean... Cheese dogs. Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, it's so related from this like what's passed on from father to son and what's Mm -hmm. kind of inescapable i thought it was interesting too um when johnny was talking to tony and giving him kind of like a lesson saying the man Mm -hmm. is a gambler you know about yeah he avoided me you should never gamble anthony what am i supposed to do that's my livelihood so there's a couple interesting things there first of all that line when he starts saying what am i supposed to do that's my livelihood i actually think there, there's more words than that but it's actually verbatim what tony says to dave scatino totally. in season two yeah so i mean he's obviously internalized those lessons and also as the show goes on anthony's relationship with gambling becomes something right. that the show examines so they're right. also setting something up in that flashback for something that will be investigated later on because Tony does actually have moments where he's gambling. Spoiler. Huge spoiler. I'm really sorry. But it's true. He does gamble at times. Wow. 
Um, which is interesting because that's directly something that his father didn't want him to do. Well, and that he, he and that he currently has very strong opinions on. Like yeah. that's part of the reason why he feels okay taking money from a lot of these people. Yeah. Right. Because and he says it about Dave Scatino. He's mm-hmm. like, um, like like he has this like moral superiority over gamblers somehow. Right. Right. So he like really has these strong beliefs about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see, like, choose, like, and that's something his father t- taught him to be. Right. right. So then to, like, actively go against something that was taught to you by your father, yeah. especially his complicated relationship with his father, um, is an interesting kind of, like, character uh, yeah. change. Yeah. But I guess we'll talk about that in the future since you're really just talking about a spoiler. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... There was also actually when Tony was watching the football game with AJ, I thought it was interesting when AJ and Carmel end up leaving and he's just left there with all the junk food and, and he's just kind of yeah. watching. Yeah, there's something about the unhealthiness of that situation. And for me, it's like the only reason why he's there is his own actions. Like he's mm. alienated himself and he's left there in that kind of like mm. unhealthy environment. And that like, yeah, what you I mean? He yeah. can't have that family relationship. Yeah. As a result of you know the things that he's done. Can we talk for a second about what a douche Noah Greenbaum is, or what's his name? What's his last name? <laughs> Greenbaum. Oh, you Isn't messed it. You messed me up. I it's 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 unimportant. Oh. What? Yeah. what? Uh, Tenenbaum. Tenenbaum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoops. That's okay. Um, man. That guy's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that for many viewings. Now I, I do get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Meadow's, the, Meadow's kind of the worst also. I love how her, the way she talks changes. Yeah. You can see her internalizing, like, who she's around. Yeah. Even the way she talks about, like, oh, like, we're going, like, to the, whatever it is, like, the yeah, vacation the NBC spot. There we for NBC. Okay. Yeah, no, it's really fascinating her shift too. Because that's yeah. not coming from, you know, New Jersey and the Soprano family. No. There's something new in there. No. That's... And you can almost just see like Noah, like the, the family that he's from. Like you can kind of get yeah. a feel for like what they would be like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great scene though. And Carmela in that scene is so complicated. So complicated. She has like multiple feelings and like she's like pulled to kind of multiple sides. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And, like, you could tell that she also has kind of, like, you know, she shares some opinions with Tony, right? When she's, like, Noah, like, you know how it is coming from an interracial family <laughs> or whatever. Like, that must have been difficult for you. <laughs> and he's, like, what? But, you know, like, so she doesn't quite get it either. Right. But she's also invested in, like, making peace yeah. between Tony and Meadow. Right. You know? So I like right. that scene. How about Janice with Svetlana? There was some interesting oh, – for man. me, I liked it when – um she was talking about how it's an emotional issue issue for her. And, uh, you know, she wanted to show her how much they mean to Janice, to her. Right. Which is interesting because in the la- you know, in previous episodes, she was talking about how they'd be worth so much to the right collector. Of course. So of an- course. <laughs> another example of Janice just kind of emotionally manipulating people. Yeah. But Svetlana's a little bit more savvy than some of the others. Oh, yeah. No, she's so- smart. I always... She's pretty aware. Yeah. And as soon as she comes back, she's not having any of the bullshit. Yeah. Um, I forgot that this story, because this, mm-hmm. like, you know leg issue i forgot that it spanned over more than one episode right <laughs> yeah we also see her white in that 
her knight, knight in, in white satin armor. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. He's just like the most ab- Bill guy. Ab- the most Bill guy I've ever seen. The most um, Bill. Yeah, he says like one line. Yeah. It's really great. <laughs> um, in the flashback, I thought the, the folk, the shots of like the cleaver actually coming mm. down was interesting because there's actually like specifically things about cleaver later on well even just the positioning of it yeah actually yeah yeah. it reminded me of some things that are that are coming up to come yeah and that last song weird song but the song about the sad clown uh you know turning frown upside down for dough for money i mean weird song but it was a really weird song that's one of the weirder ones i've heard but it was interesting in in terms of the relationship to tony earlier on in the show in season one talking about feeling like a sad clown Mm -hmm. and maybe thinking about how doing all these things for dough for money like how he has kind of like taken this train to this midnight train to (laughs) to reference some lyrics in the uh, end of the show but he's kind of followed through on actions for money and maybe it's gotten him out of well he's felt like a sad clown but Mm -hmm. he's been kind of like continually drawn for money and kind of sold his soul in the process yeah. And, you know, obviously in psychotherapy, it still comes out that he has these difficult feelings. But anyway, it was interesting yeah. just to think about the lyrics there. Totally. It's, it's funny sometimes in this show for the kind of like complicated and nuanced levels that are always happening. Sometimes actually I feel like in the songs, it's it's very literal. Like, they, like, like super literal. Like extremely yeah. literal. Like they actually kind of have a penchant for like choosing songs where you can just kind of take things at face value. And That's they why I don't know of... like how they found this really weird song. Yeah, good question. Well, next episode is a pretty a, pivotal, a pivotal moment for the show. So yeah. again, if you're thinking of stopping after this episode, yeah. maybe you should watch the next one. I think that would be wise. That would be wise. So thank you for listening. And we'll be back then. I'm sure we'll have lots to say. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Great episode. See you then. Bye.